RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Judd Boaz. The headlines. Legislators seek answers over a report on the finances and construction of the West Kowloon Cultural District. A foreign teacher appears in court on child sex charges. And a departing HKU academic warns it issues remain about its autonomy. Lawmakers have voiced concern over the West Kowloon Cultural District Authority after the Ming Pao newspaper revealed that it had been paying subcontractors directly on behalf of financially troubled main contractor. They are calling for a special meeting of the LegCo subcommittee that monitors the project. According to the Ming Pao report, at least 14 subcontractors of the M Plus Visual Culture Museum were being paid on behalf of Sin Chong Construction. The authority explained that this was to ensure steady progress and the money is being deducted from the Sin Chong contract. Civic Party lawmaker Tanya Chan is the deputy chairwoman of the LegCo subcommittee. It's difficult to say whether the bid should be held, but I think if the government has great reservation regarding the financial status of Sun Chow, then all these bids should be held and the government should take a very serious step to scrutinise or to monitor the present projects that is under the control of Sun Chow. DAB lawmaker Edward Lau, who chairs the monitoring subcommittee, says they'll urge the government and the authority to come to the legislature to explain the issue. He said it's unclear at this stage if the subcontractors are still being paid directly and how much has already been paid out. He said he's worried that this arrangement may set a bad precedent. A foreign English teacher charged with indecently assaulting two girls at a Changsha Wan kindergarten has appeared in Kowloon City Court. The 56-year-old Canadian national and permanent resident was arrested on Friday on suspicion of indecently assaulting two pupils in a classroom. He was released on a bail of $5,000 and ordered to surrender his travel documents and report to the police regularly. He is also forbidden from contacting prosecution witnesses or going near the school. The case has been adjourned to August the 27th to allow police to conduct further investigations. The former head of the University of Hong Kong School of Humanities, Professor Timothy O'Leary, says that while some of the heat has gone from the acrimony over the university's relations with the government, certain key issues remain concerning its autonomy. The structures that are in place in terms of university governance haven't changed, in fact. I mean, the relation between government in Hong Kong and the universities in Hong Kong is unchanged. Um, The key feature being, of course, the fact that the chief executive of Hong Kong is the chancellor of all the universities in Hong Kong. And therefore, in this case, she, Carrie Lam, has enormous power in uh, appointing members to councils. Um, So so that basic structure hasn't changed. Um, So I think the danger is still there that, you know, there will be more events in the future, incidents in the future of the same nature as the one involving Johannes Chan. Professor O'Leary will be flying out of the city today after 17 years at the Hong Kong U. A Hong Kong man who went missing during a triathlon in Malaysia yesterday has been confirmed dead. The body of a 42-year-old was found this morning. According to local media, the man's wife said he failed to return to the beach after the swimming event in Port Dixon. A Malaysian competitor also drowned in the same event. A study by the Consumer Council has found that two out of 45 tested honey products contained dangerous antibiotic residues. The council tested 35 general honey and 10 manuka honey samples. It found that natural bee honey made by the Hero Company contained up to eight antibiotics, including one that can cause cancer. The product has now been withdrawn from sale. Another product, product, 
natural honey sold by Tao Miao Co contained an antibiotic that can harm the male reproductive system. The council's chief executive, Gilly Wong, says it's time the government follow overseas practices on stricter regulation of antibiotics in honey products. When we look at uh, overseas jurisdictions like uh, the EU and America, they don't allow to have this kind of antibiotics um, used on animals already. They also establish a very uh, stringent standard and also um, to talk about um, the acceptable uh, daily intake, etc. All the different kinds of measures to safeguard consumers on their consumption of honey and also they have a very good standard to regulate um, the practice of the industry. So uh, in Hong Kong right now, we have almost zero. The council also found that 7 out of 45 products were adulterated with sugars. One included a Manuka product priced at over $1,000. The Consumer Council is reminding parents to wash new school uniforms immediately after buying them, after it found a carcinogenic dye in two local outfits. The Consumer Watchdog tested 49 school uniforms from 22 suppliers. A carcinogenic substance called an aromatic amine was found in dyes used for two of the uniforms. The council said dyes containing the chemical have been banned in many countries. The United States has turned down high-level pleas from the European Union to grant broad exceptions to European companies from new US sanctions against Iran. The rejection is being seen as another sign of a growing rift between the US and Europe, as the BBC's Roger Walker reports. On Sunday, President Trump said the US and the EU were now foes. Later, it emerged that Washington had rejected EU requests for exemptions from the Iran sanctions, which start taking full effect next month. In a joint letter to European counterparts, the US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and the Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin said Washington wanted to exert unprecedented financial pressure on Iran. In May, President Trump withdrew from the 2015 international agreement on Tehran's nuclear programme. President Trump has arrived in Finland where he'll meet his Russian counterpart Vladimir Putin later today. Mr Trump said he had low expectations of the summit but hoped it would deliver something good. John Bolton, Mr Trump's national security adviser, said both sides had agreed the meeting would have no formal agenda, but Mr Trump had said he'll raise allegations of Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. An investigation by the BBC has revealed the full extent of an Islamist militant network operating from Britain, which funded jihadi operations around the world. Its founder, a Bangladeshi who settled in Wales, was killed in Syria in 2015. The BBC's Wira Davis reports. Saiful Sujan came to South Wales from Bangladesh as a student in the early 2000s and set up an IT business. But at some point he became radicalised and through his company began sending large amounts of money and military-grade equipment to the Islamic State group in Syria and Iraq. Sujan was killed in Syria in December 2015. US military officials described him as the head of computer operations for IS. The BBC has seen evidence that the network continued to fund and supply IS after Sujan's death. To France, where massive crowds are out in Paris and elsewhere in the country celebrating after their team were crowned world football champions. This is great. People are together in a good atmosphere. There's no trouble. Everyone's in a good mood and it's great. It makes everyone feel better and we're happy to be here and proud to be French. 
Honestly, I've rarely felt as happy as I do today. I remember in 1998, I was 14 years old. I couldn't celebrate like this, but tonight I'm going to set the city on fire. Thank you, France. Thank you, Les Bleus. We are the champions. Four members of the Russian punk rock protest group Pussy Riot have been charged after invading the pitch wearing police uniforms during the World Cup final. Their protest coincided with a message on social media demanding the release of political prisoners and other reforms. Now the World Cup is done and dusted for four more years, but the debate over the Video Assistant Referee System, or VAR, looks set to rumble on. A member of the Baptist University's Department of Physical Education, Professor Lobo Louis, believes it was very effective during Russia 2018 in helping to boost the concept of fair play. Under the World Cup system, four types of incidents could be reviewed, including whether a goal actually went in, whether a penalty is valid or not, and whether a player should be sent off. Professor Louis believes the VAR system will be back again for the next World Cup in Qatar. I'm pretty sure that in the future's World Cup, the VAR technology will be utilised in referencing the game. But to what level or whether they will extend the technology into other conditions, there may be another debate. But this technology, I'm pretty sure, will be included in the future World Cup. Stay tuned. We'll have a full wrap-up of the World Cup later in the bulletin. Mainland economic growth slowed in the quarter ending in June, adding to challenges for Beijing amid a mounting trade war battle with Washington. The central government reported that the economy grew by 6.7%, down from the previous quarter's 6.8%. Even before the dispute with Washington erupted, forecasters expected growth to cool after Beijing started tightening controls on bank lending last year to rein in surging debt. Several hundred far-right supporters of the late Spanish dictator General Franco have demonstrated against a government plan to move his remains. They're currently interred at the Basilica in a vast monument he built to those who died in Spain's civil war of the late 1930s. The BBC's Danny Eberhard has this report. The state-funded Valley of the Fallen complex divides Spain like no other site. For many Spanish citizens, it's a monument to the triumph of fascism built partly by prisoners from the defeated Republican side. It's a place of pilgrimage for Franco's supporters. Many at the demonstration, women and men, made stiff-armed salutes or sang the right-wing phalangist anthem. Spain's new socialist government intends to make the site a monument to the victims of fascism, hoping to move the dictator's remains perhaps even this month. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 112.47 yen, the euro is standing at 1 US dollar 16 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 38 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,488. That's 40 points down on the previous close. Market turnover stands at $40 billion. Britain is to build its first spaceport. The government has backed a proposal to put a launch pad on the Amoyne Peninsula in northern Scotland, which could become operational in two years' time. Professor Malcolm MacDonald from the University of Strathclyde explains why the site was chosen. When you're looking for a vertical launch, you're looking for somewhere that's fairly remote, away from major population areas, for the access that it provides you with to get into the orbits that you're looking for. So for a small vertical launch rockets, we're looking to get from the UK up to the polar region and then continue in orbit around that way. So that naturally restricts you to the north coast of Scotland. And then the Moyne Peninsula, which has been selected, is really one of the, the largest uninhabited areas in the region. And now with sport, here's Adam Chung. 
We start with football and a wild finish to this year's World Cup. France are celebrating their second world title after a 4-2 victory over Croatia. The final in Moscow featured an own goal, a VAR penalty, and a teenage goalscorer. Here's a recap from the BBC's Rob Schofield. A fitting finale for a phenomenal tournament. Croatia started well but were behind after just 18 minutes. A soft free kick won and taken by Antoine Griezmann flicked into his own net by Mario Mandzukic. Ivan Perisic electric throughout, equalised 10 minutes later with a thunderbolt from just inside the area. But the French went in at half-time, 2-1 ahead. An historic VAR referral saw the referee decide a dubious handball by Perisic merited a penalty. It was converted by Griezmann. In the second half, Paul Pogba curled in a third for France before Kylian Mbappe became the first teenager since Pelé to score in a World Cup final, his shot from distance making it four. A baffling mistake by goalkeeper Hugo Lloris saw Croatia pull one back, but France held on and Paris will party like it's 1998. The former Germany star Jürgen Klinsmann says the French player Kylian Mbappe has emerged as one of the brightest stars in world football. I mean, there's so much to come now down the road. I mean, he's shaking up the entire transfer market, you know, because uh, with the Ronaldo move now to Italy and, you know, what is Neymar doing, maybe Eden Hazard goes to Real Madrid. Where is this finishing with uh, with this young kid? But what really impresses me most is how he seems to be just part of that French team that's kind of a family environment. It seems like, you know, they, they took him all under their wings and carried him through and delivered to him. And he feels just so calm. He feels so comfortable in that side so that he seems like he's played for them since 10 years. Tennis now, Novak Djokovic has earned his first Grand Slam title in more than two years. He beat the South African Kevin Anderson 6-2-6-2-7-6 to win his fourth Wimbledon title. After the match, Djokovic admitted he wasn't sure if he would win again at Wimbledon. I had many moments of doubt and didn't know really if I could come back to the level to compete. And this was my first Grand Slam final after a couple of years. And there is no better place in the world to really make a comeback. This is a sacred place for world of tennis. I always dreamed of holding this trophy as a young boy starting to play tennis. So this is very, very special. To golf on the LPGA Tour, where there was a first win for Thailand's Tidapa Swanapura. She closed with a 6-under par 65 before beating Brittany Linsicum in a playoff to win the Marathon Classic in Ohio. The 25-year-old is the sixth first-time winner on the tour this year. She had never done better than seventh in 120 previous starts. And that's your look at sports. And that finishes the news on RTHK. Yeah, yeah.